Father, we love you. Thank you for Keith. Just pray for this podcast episode that it helps a ton of people, Lord, as in regard to just being a faithful Christian in a public platform. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Cool. Solid. So, Keith, obviously you're a news anchor in the media. Why, out of all the things you could have done, why why media, why news? Well, going back to the time I was a little kid, I, I used to love stories. Uh, I used to love uh, being able to have information and then being able to share it. You know, not like in a gossipy way, but just, you know, having having that knowledge. And, of course, when I was growing up, we didn't have, you know, Internet and everything else. And so, you know, your, your experiences were really you know, the, the things that you lived and then, you know, you would, you would explain those things to people. I just always thought that was really neat. But uh, another part of it, you know, when people think, especially about TV news, they think about being on TV and they think about the lights and the camera and all that kind of stuff. And that's obviously a big part of it and what sep- separates that medium from the rest. But in any form of journalism, you, you, you have to, the foundation is writing. You have to be a good writer. And I always, I love writing. Uh, you know, in summertime, my mother would bring, you know, give me a stack of notebook paper and I would just write stories and poems and, you know, all sorts of things. And I actually started watching 60 Minutes when I was like five or six. I didn't, I, I didn't understand exactly what I was seeing, but I, I liked the way it was being presented. And so I was always kind of drawn to that. And so when I was in college at the University of Nevada, I start, I had an opportunity to either go print, radio, or TV. And I, I actually think I, I was a pretty good print journalist. I, I was a pretty good writer because I, I, I always liked writing. But the thing that drew me to broadcast journalism is the ability to use sound uh, and to use, use, use video to tell a story that I was really drawn to that. And I'm also really glad I made that decision because, you know, print journalism kind of uh, has gone by the wayside. And I, I know a lot of amazing journalists in that, that field that, you know, are no longer working or they had to find, you know, other, other jobs. So I'm glad I chose TV, but now TV, you know, is, is starting where I, I don't think we're dinosaurs yet, but you know, these, these things here <laughs> are, are, are certainly pushing, are certainly pushing us to, uh, to try to connect to people in a very different way. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously, you know, you're an anchor, you're in the news, you're in the media and you're a public figure to say the least, but more importantly, you know, you're a believer, you're a Christian. Amen. How do you I mean balance faith and values while working for and giving media that's not Christian based? Like how do you manage that? How do you walk that balance? I learned a long time ago and I think most I know well, a lot of journalists have this same ability and perspective. At least you have to if you're going to be a, a real, true, objective, honest journalist. I, I, I developed, I learned early on to develop what I call a switch where, you know, every single one of us, you know, we have our own personal opinions. You know, we're, we're shaped by the how we grew up, you know, our beliefs, whether you're a Christian or, or not. And I have just always had a switch where I, I, I go to a story uh, and I'm, I'm a, I don't stop being a Christian, but what I'm able to do is sort of when it comes to objectivity is flip this switch and, and, and do my best to walk down the middle of the road to, to tell the story and not, not tell it from, from a slanted perspective. Now, my Christianity is working in me the entire time. You know, I mean, I, I go to a murder scene or I go, I've covered so many stories that don't align with my faith, but what I've what I've learned to do is I just have to flip a switch and put on, you know, the hat of objectivity. And there have been plenty of times where, you know, I'm at a murder scene or you name the type of story and I'm interviewing people and talking to them and they, they have a very ungodly perspective on life. 
and I'm praying the, you know, the whole time I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know, just asking the Lord, you know, if, if it's not, can't happen in this moment that they can just see something that changes their mind that draws them to Christ. I mean, I did, a, I've done stories about, you know, uh, satanic cults. Uh, I did a story one time uh, about the church of Lucifer up in spring, uh, Texas. And I certainly am, am not a worshiper, worshiper of Lucifer, but what I had to do was go in. I mean, this, 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 this church of Lucifer had moved into this neighborhood. And of course that freaked out everybody around them. And they were, they were trying to push them out and they were saying, Hey, we, we have a right to be here. And so I, I went to talk to them about why they, why they felt that they, they had a right. And they obviously, they had a right as long as they were paying the rent to be there. But so in, I, I, but I still had on my Christian hat because my photographer who I worked with on that day, he also was a Christian. When we drove up to the house, the facility where they, they have their, what they call their worship, uh, we, we, we sat there and we, we prayed first. Uh, and then when I went inside, I'm interviewing them and they're giving me their perspective. They're giving me information about, you know, what they do and what they believe. And I'm, I'm taking that down and I, I presented in a story and, but you know, the whole time I'm there, I'm, I'm praying for them that somehow the Lord's going to be able to get to them and, and, and really change their minds and turn their hearts toward him. And so yeah, it, it, I, I, again, I just kind of, I've developed this switch where I don't stop being a Christian, but I, I still have to go tell an individual's story objectively. Yeah, yeah. So what advice would you give to people who maybe aren't news, maybe they're not in media, but you know, they run a business or they're a sales rep or they work in some big corporation where it's not a Christian based organization, but yet they know that they're a believer and they're called to make disciples and make an impact and all that stuff. But the job at hand requires you to be objective and requires you to respect other people's comfort levels and things like that. What advice would you give to somebody who has to also walk that line and how to do it? Well, it would be, it would be great if every business was that was owned was owned by someone who was a Christian, right? <laughs> but but most of us aren't going to have have that luxury, and so uh, you know what you have to realize is again you go in and um, you you have you have to be yourself. Do not allow you know and you know the Bible talks about how you know we're going to get to a point where you know we're going to be persecuted. Um, Will and persecution comes in a, in, a, in many different forms. You know, are are they going to start lining up Christians in in the United States and actually executing us because of our faith? I don't see that happening anytime soon. But as we saw with Peter, never say never. <laughs> you know, you never know. But 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 persecution comes in very very uh, various different forms. And so you have a a number. You're in this. We're we're not of the world. We are in the world. So, but we're in the world. And, and many of us who are Christians, we work for secular companies that that have a lot of, frankly, ungodly, unbiblical policies. And when, when, when you work in those environments, you know, again, as I said in the other example, your, other, your first question is you, you don't stop being a Christian um, at all. And I, I think the point where you draw the line is, is if they are asking you to, to do something that is unbiblical, if they're trying to force you to do that, if they are uh, forcing you to do anything that is ungodly, um, you have to draw that line and, and you have to let them know that that you're not going to do it. Um, because the thing is, you know, in, in terms in terms of that persecution, persecution today is going to come in the form of, of, of the workplace. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be challenged. And in many cases, we're going to be told if you don't believe in this, if you don't follow this, you're going to lose your job. And what many Christians have to realize is that that persecution um, you, Jesus tells us to take up, take up our cross. And so in terms of that persecution, 
you know, your job could be on the line and you have to decide, am I going to follow what Jesus wants me to do? Yes, I need my job. And, and I, I certainly don't want Christians to start losing their jobs, but you, we have to get to a point and in, in, in realize in this society, we're going to have to decide between Jesus and doing what Jesus wants us to do or doing what the world wants us to do. And sometimes our jobs are going to be on the line. That's just that's just something we just have to realize. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So have you ever run into a specific point, like in your job, in your venture, where you feel like your faith has been tested to a certain degree? Hey guys, before jumping back into the episode, I want to give a huge shout out to this show's sponsor, Making Him Known Apparel Company. Making Him Known is run by my guy Aaron, and Aaron does an awesome job of making apparel that draws others to Jesus. They have hoodies, tees, totes, stickers, and much more stuff coming soon, all at makinghimknown.com, which will be linked in the show notes. So if you want to support this podcast, go support Making Him Known and go get you some awesome apparel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a daily basis, but I mean, I, I've been in, the, you know, the broadcast business for 30 years. And so, you know, regularly uh, our faith gets tested in all sorts of ways. And, you know, our professions are such a big part of what we do. And so, you know, obviously uh, I've I've had I've had challenges. Uh, but again, <clears throat> what I what I do is I, you know, no one's perfect. But what I've always tried to do is just really put the put the Lord first. Uh, when I when I every day I go to work, um, I'm asking God to to help me do the very best job I can do first and foremost for Him. Uh, he he's my he's my number one boss. He's the one that I'm I'm most trying to impress. But we're also called to work hard for and impress, if you will, our bosses. So you know you go in and and we, and we you know most of us, unless you're running your own business, we all have bosses, and so you know there are certain orders that we do have to follow. But again, as I said, where where the drawing line is. Is is if you were being asked to do something that that it, that that is ungodly and unbiblical, and I, I believe every Christian should should draw the line at that. At the same time, also realize you know recognize that, that you know we're 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 in the world and we are to be examples. We are to be salt and light, and we're to be salt and light in in every single arena of this world, government, uh, our neighborhoods, and certainly our professions as well. So I, I hope I um, uh, answered your question, but uh, no, yeah. if you want me to get more specific. No, that helps a ton because, you know, I want to get your thoughts on, too, on you have a public platform, but you didn't seek to build a public platform. Right. What are your thoughts on, like, balancing the fact that you are mildly famous, you know, among some circles at the famous very least? Is, uh, debatable, <laughs> <laughs> I consider, I, but I, at the least you have a platform. And yeah, at the least people yeah. know you. What are your thoughts on not allowing a public platform to lead the pride versus utilizing it for the kingdom and stuff like that? Yeah, well, uh, life and Lord, uh, especially, ha has a way of uh, of humbling you. <laughs> a, a really quick story, story I'll share with you. Like one time, I I was at uh, Taste of Texas uh, for Mother's Day. I took my wife Lisa there with the girls, and uh, I, we were there. It was a long line, of course, and so we're going. They had this popcorn and soda machine. While you're waiting in line, you could go. And so uh, I was I was getting that while the line was moving and. There were a lot of people there who recognized me, and so you know I was feeling pretty good about myself. They wanted they were wanting to take selfies and stuff like that. So we get inside the restaurant and uh, we get seated, and uh, a guy walks up. The, the one of the waiters walks up and says, "Oh wow, we have a celebrity in the house." And I said, "I said no, 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 I'm I'm not a celebrity." And he looks at me and he says, "No, J.J. Watts in the back room with his mom." <laughs> 
I said, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, JJ. Yeah, tell JJ I said, what's up? Um, yeah, and so, <laughs> again, life has a way of, of, of humbling you, you know, because there's stars and then there's, there's, there's the rest of us, you know. So JJ certainly was a, was, was a much bigger star than I was. So, um, so, so Ego, uh, I have a, one of my best friends, and he's uh, one of my mentors, not only in the business, but also as, as a Christian man. Uh, he's a, a former anchor I used to work with in North Carolina. His, uh, his name is John Clark. I don't know if anyone out there listening may not even know who he is, but he's an amazing man of God. His doctrine, the way he treats his family, his wife, his kids is, is awesome. I learned so much from John. John's one of the most humble guys I know. But he even said to me one time, he said, Keith, look, what we do, it, it, you you have to have some level of ego to be on TV, to think that, you know, to go to a job and say, hey, you should hire me because I think I have what it takes to get people to watch your station. You know, there, there, there's a certain level of ego. So, but, but, but it, so it, it has to be a healthy ego and an ego in terms of uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to do my very best uh, in, in this job. You know, God has given me the abilities to communicate. He's given me the abilities to hopefully, you know, reach people. And so I'm going to use that for his glory. Um, so in terms of ego, um, I, I, I really do my best to, to check it. I, I, I think most people who know me, you know, I don't walk around saying, hey, I'm Keith Garvin from KPRC Channel 2, you know, unless I'm on a commercial. <laughs> but I, I really, I, I, I want, I, I've heard a, a phrase once that said, uh, if you're going to be famous, be famous for the Lord, you know. And um, so be, I am thankful that I have a platform. Uh, and what I try to do is, you know, uh, I think there are times if if my ego ever starts to to rise a little bit, the the Lord knows how to to bring that back down, and I'm thankful for that. I, I actually pray uh, oftentimes if I if I can detect it myself, if if the Holy Spirit you know kind of allows me to see that growing in me, I, I do my best to pray to to make sure the Lord you know removes that and brings it back down to the level it's supposed to be at, and where where He's shining in my life and not myself. So you know it, it happens. I mean I I guess you know as humans. We're selfish, and I think all of us have egos, whether you're on TV or not. But I think the the way to do it is to realize the way to deal with it is to realize that that you're doing this for God, uh, and 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 not for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, how do you handle criticism when people critique you on your values, your faith, the things that you do? Yeah, um, I I think yeah, you know, I've I've come to an understanding, you know, that there are so many different world perspectives out there, and people. Um, are, are going to have different views, and, and if they cr they critique you for your faith, it's it's in large part because they they have a, a totally different worldview, and they they simply don't understand the Christian perspective. Perhaps they've had you know bad experiences when it comes to Christianity. They grew up in a church, and and they were hurt by by Christians, and so then they they have a, a negative opinion of Christianity in general, and anybody who claims to be a Christian. Uh, but I. I, I've learned in my life to listen to people. Uh, you know, there are there are times. You know, I, I learned a long time ago. You know, places like Facebook and Twitter are not the places really to uh, <laughs> to to try to win arguments. And really, when it comes to to you know discussing Christ with with other folks and discussing your faith, we should never have the mindset where we're trying to win an argument. You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to win people to Christ. Right? We're trying to show people you know, how much the Lord loves them and the plan that he has for their lives, but also, you know, realize that, that he's the judge of their lives and, and there's some things that they're going to need to, to do to, to, um, to, to walk into, to step into that relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. But I, um, 
I, I try to listen to people and even, you know, nowadays, I think I do a little bit better job of listening. So when they do criticize, uh, I just, I listen and I'm able to, to have a, have a conversation with them. Yeah. 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 And so a lot of our conversation, public platforms, criticism, living in light of your faith and values through it all. What's one piece of encouragement you'd give to somebody listening right now? Yeah. Um, just again, do, do everything, uh, unto the Lord, you know, I think it's first Corinthians, uh, you know, it's talking about food and, and what, what is allowed for Christians. But, but I think, you know, it's not taking it to- out of context. If, you know, it, it says, uh, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. And so whatever you do includes our, our profession. Um, everything we, everything we do in our professions, um, we need, we need to make sure that, that we have God first again, that he, we have to realize and recognize that he is our, he's our number one boss. And then, you know, he, his word tells us that we are to obey and follow and listen to the, our earthly bosses that we have. But again, um, to only to the point where they are not asking us to violate our faith. Um, I think, you know, again, when it comes down to the persecution part, you know, again, we're not going to see some of the really, really violent stuff that's happening to Christians in other parts of the world, but but we are being persecuted in terms of people not wanting us to have have a, a Christian voice in the in the in the public uh, public space, yeah. and so that's something that we need to to really pray about, and we need to be in God's word so we can we can stand up for for our faith and stand up for the truth when those times come. But I think putting putting the Lord number one, and that's obviously easier said than done. But it comes down to to reading his word, knowing his word, uh, memorizing his word and then and placing it in your heart. Uh, so then when you when, when you're when you're walking into your office space, his word and his truth is walking with you, you know. Um, so I Amen. hope that helps. Amen. Well, Special K, Keith Garvin, KPRC, I appreciate My you man. being on. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate you being on today. And I know a ton of people are going to glean a lot of wisdom from this episode. So we I love hope, you. We, we appreciate so. you. All right, man. Thanks so much, man.